Welcome again to Relative Reaction. Hello, hello. My name is Travis. I am Mama Brynn. And we are so happy to bring you episode 12. Yes, indeed. Episode 12. 12 is the largest valued number with only one syllable in English. Ew. 12 has important symbolism in the world's culture, uh, representing entirety. As okay. in 12 months of the year, everybody has like a 12 to them as for meaning entirety. The human body has 12 cranial nerves. Yeah. 12 stars are on the flag of Europe. There's 12 troy ounces to make a troy pound, which is dealing with precious metals. That's how you weigh precious metals and all. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the U.S. has 12 Federal Reserve Districts. So, like, when you see on the money, it's yes. labeled A to L. There's 12 of them. I Any guess know. on what they are? I don't know. It's Boston, New Denver. York, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Richmond, which I completely forgot had one, Atlanta, Chicago, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Kansas City, Dallas, and San Francisco. Huh. It was kind of an interesting fact for me. That is. And then finally, 12 people have now walked on the moon. Get out! That's how many people have walked on the moon. There's been 12. So a couple cool facts to start us out this week, dealing with the number 12. That's awesome. And a dozen, just because it's a dozen. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. (laughs) As always, make sure you go over to our Facebook page and our Twitter and our email. You can find all that if you... And rate and all that goodies. Yes, exactly. It, you can find all of it by searching up Relative Reaction. If you want to email us, it's relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. Uh, bum, please bum. go on iTunes and give us some ratings and comments. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what you comment, it doesn't matter. But the more comments and rates we get there, the more, especially five star ratings. And all the comments really goes into their algorithm of craziness and it allows us to get more seen and more out there and just more publicized. We'll be closer to the top. Yes, you'll be able to find us a lot easier. So it's really uh, a weird setup they have there. But nonetheless, please, if you have any love for us, go do that. That would be super helpful. Love me. Yes, we are very, very lonely people here. (laughs) Love me. But go ahead, do that, and make sure you're talking with us. I mean, we love to have this communication line. Like last week, uh, after listening to the podcast, Larry commented, I think Google is just the way society is going and is being integrated into our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Really not too different than the Industrial Revolution back in the day, how addicted we become as individuals is our choice, which I thought had some interesting points on it. Mostly the one I want to point out, at least that stuck out to me, was when he talked about how it was like the Industrial Revolution back in the day. I thought that made great perspective to it. Yes. Yes. Such a change, such a growth, and such a part of our lives back then. I mean, now you couldn't imagine the world without what came out of the Industrial Revolution. Like, it would just be craziness to think of not having that. Was a perfect kind of perspective on the whole thing. No, I really like that comparison. I, I really did. Well, how are you doing this week? I was doing great. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that I know I've had a very long, long and busy week, but I am really excited now to be sitting here and recording this next mm-hmm. episode. I love doing this. This is like the pinnacle of my week. Oh, it is. It's fun, fun, fun. It makes the week start out great every week, so it's a lot of fun. And uh, with that, we also... 
we also have an update. Dun, dun, dun. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, we had Anthony oh. coming on as our special guest. And one of the things he brought up was uh, video games possibly being allowed into, I think it was the 2024 Olympics, and that was uh-huh. going up to the board. Well, that board has met now and has decided and given their answer. Their answer, first part may not surprise you, no to video games in the Olympics. They did not allow it. However, the reasoning is what I find more surprising, and that is they called them too violent to be part of the Olympics, which kind of surprised me because I'm thinking the Olympics were kind of founded on violence. There's a whole lot of violence in the first one. I mean, it was yes. built on unity, but the types of sports all they had back then were all dealing with violence and the Greco wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was yes. kind of a weird answer to it the the what came out of it doesn't surprise me with it being no but i was surprised about the reason behind it they have a point though i don't know if i kind of i'm kind of there with them i don't know how i feel about that i think it doesn't i don't know that's it's weird i mean there is definitely violence in them i don't want to like downright that but it's animated it's just i don't know i find it different i don't think that is a valid reason for not to be in the olympics i don't think it's too violent for the olympics we'll put it that way I don't think the the Olympics should have video games in it. I mean, we talked about it that day as well. Right. But I don't think that violence is is a good answer answer as to why. (laughs) That was just my thought. But there was an update there for us, so that is out there now. Uh, I don't have much else to go on this week. No, I had no updates. If that is all we have to start us off, let's jump right into our very first story of episode 12, Hit a Sprint. Wildfire Spark Last December, a wildfire burned more than 400 acres near Bel Air, California. This fire was started by a spark at a nearby homeless camp. Now, a temple that was located near the area where the fire started is suing Los Angeles County for damages, which are near $1 million. The lawsuit stated that because the county knew of this homeless camp, they should have done more to clear the homeless out of it and off of the public property. In January, the mayor's office identified 191 camps and cleared them all. But then you're left with, now where do these homeless go? That's exactly what I was going to say. Why are they getting mad at them for, you should have cleared this camp. Uh, What are they going to do? They're homeless. It's not illegal to be homeless. No, but it is illegal to be on public property. Starting, you know, fires. Because this is how that started. It was a spark from a fire they had started to either cook or stay warm or whatever the case may be. What religion was this temple? I do not remember, to be honest. Because it just doesn't sound like a very godly thing to want to sue homeless people instead of they're not suing they're not suing the homeless people they're suing the county of los angeles yeah for for not not, homeless people on the different streets for not clearing see when you have a homeless camp in a uh near places where wildfires are you know easily um what is the word i'm looking for like easily started easily started they should have cleared this camp and i don't know where you put all these homeless i mean i've got i have do not have the answers for that but perhaps if you would 
take this camp and set it maybe further away from where the wildfires are known. I don't, I don't really know. I think... Here's my issue with it is everybody has all these problems with homeless. Right. And they don't want homeless in camps by the uh, forest because, you know, the fire warning is red, and I get that. But you don't want homeless on the streets because it's bad for business. It makes your city right. look bad. You don't want homeless. Well, what do you want to do with it? How about instead of always complaining about the homeless, how about we find more ways to help them and provide them with ways to live so they're not homeless? I agree. And to me, the biggest homeless thing we could the biggest help we could do for homeless people to me is get our money back into the mental health yes because i think a large percentage of your homeless people suffer from some kind of mental you know uh some kind of of mental melody and i believe the homeless spiked into astronomical numbers after we shut down a lot of the mental homes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because these people are lost within themselves. So how can they be not lost in society when you have no idea of your own body and what it's doing and what it's feeling? You know what I mean? Yes, and I also think a huge thing for the homeless is Simply going over, like, so one of the coolest things I saw were these people that were going over and doing homeless makeovers, essentially. Mm-hmm. They were going out, they were giving them a nice shave, cutting their right. hair. Get, that made them feel a person again. That made them not feel homeless. So that way, when they went into these job interviews, they didn't feel like they never had a shot, and they already kind of defeated before they got in there because no one's going to want to hire me. I'm homeless. I'm a dress. I mean, look at me. That gave them that confidence. And I think little things like that, like giving them opportunities in jobs, actually giving them interviews, and giving them those makeovers and all is truly, truly helpful for their confidence. And I think if you can boost their confidence, I think you'll help. Now, don't get me wrong, because I know people are going to come on and yell back saying, all these, you know, there's homeless people out there that are druggies and never going to do anything else. I get that. You're never going to solve in 100%. But I think that we can get damn close to 100%. If I just, we put a couple steps in there, I think we could get close to that number. And it's not going to be overnight. I'm I, saying over the next 10, 20, 30 years, I think we can get that number very close to 100%. But we have to, like you said, invest our resources into certain things to help them, such as giving them interviews and ability, you know, opportunities, not just shutting them down, giving them that money into mental health and mental wards so they can help the ones with issues that don't know what to do, help them, give them that counseling, give them stuff like that that will help them be a person and make them know that they are unique and that they are, they can be a viable part of the society. I think all the things you mentioned are great. The interviews, the new hair, the new clothes, all that is wonderful. But if a person is mentally ill, you're not fixing the problem. You are literally putting a Band-Aid on a gaping, open wound. These people need professional help. And it's such a large percentage of homeless that have some kind of mental malady. And I just feel that doing something to help them in that direction will help them in in general will help them in whole will help them live their life will help them not be homeless will help them have more self-confidence will help them you know what i mean just to know 
they're not alone, they're not crazy, they have a, a something wrong and they need help. Just oh, I agree with that. I think that is one of the things. I just think that it needs to be spread out, not just any one area. Because I think if you do any one area, you'll help part of it. But it's just, again, going to be another Band-Aid to it, so to speak, like you said. I think right. that's a great terminology for it. It's just I think we need to spread that out and go into all those resources and if we can combine our efforts into all of those, I think it will help with that number a lot quicker. And I think we can see that in 10, 20, 30 years, a big change. But I do think there's an issue. I just feel bad that they feel like the temple seems to be blaming them. And I know they're in court documents blaming Los Angeles County, but let's get down to the root of it. It sounds like they're just blaming, I don't want the homeless people near me. They started it. It's their problem. You pay me. I can't get money out of them. I, I see your point. I really do. I just... I just think the county itself, Los Angeles, ought to do more than just clear out the camp. You're oh, not yeah, all they're doing is clear out the camp and it's just moving them. They're not. Yeah, all you're doing is moving them to another, wherever they go, wherever they find another section. And I think part of the reason it's they're just not fair. And they're camping out by these forests and all that is because they've been kicked out of the streets and out of right. these different areas that they were at initially i think that's kind of where they have secluded themselves at because then they can have their own community where they can be part of something and be a viable part of that community and be you know their own little camp out there i would love to know how much homeless uh the the number spiked for homeless people after we closed all the mental institutions and the mental hospitals and all during reagan administration i would love to know the numbers that would be a very interesting statistic that would be because I honestly believe very truly that a big portion of homeless are mentally, you know, just have something, whatever it may be, wrong. And I think having some sort of mental malady is also what leads a lot of people to drugs, which then leads to homelessness. Yes and no. I think that I'm is not one saying of the many all, I think there's many, yes. There I don't are. Think it's drugs not the is only caused by any one thing. I don't think it's a no. problem that we that is the community's fault, so to speak. No, I don't it think is, it in is. In a way, I mean, like certain areas, definitely more prone. But I believe drugs and addiction to that ruining your life is unfortunately your fault. I agree. I'm not trying to say that I, I don't want to help you, and I don't want to have those problems out there to help you. But I also think it is still ultimately your fault. You made that choice to do that very first drug. No I just what think for it was whether it was peer pressure, whether it was because you're down in your luck, you know, whether it was because you just had nothing else to do. But whenever you made that first choice, do the first drug, whatever it was, that is your choice. But I think when you have a, a mental disposition, you use drugs as self-medicating yourself. And I think if the uh, the doctors and such were more readily available to help people and you didn't need either a ton of money or you didn't need to know Bob who knows Joe who knows you know oh, that's Dawn a Smith it is expensive as hell. exactly I mean, I, and and this has to, to be accessible it's cheaper to go to the street pharmacy a lot of times than right. it is to go to a doctor yes we need our mental health reformed in this country we need it reformed from the bottom all the way to the top or from the top all the way down. I think it will help us not only in homeless, but I think it will help us curb for drugs. I think it'll help. I just, I really see it as a need 
a very much a need. Maybe not the number one need in this country, but definitely up there. I would definitely say it's up there, and I believe that mental health needs to be more people need to be more aware because I think part of the problem is people don't want to admit any kind of mental health. Right. And then when they do go to seek help bad air about it to a lot of people and it's starting to get better don't get me wrong it's gotten a lot better over the last i would say 10 years it has really become a lot more aware like it's not as much of a taboo you don't talk about that it's starting to become fine but it's still that's going to stick around for a while that was years and years of calling like you did like you put it perfectly you know as yes. being a taboo thing and now it's just now finally starting to be a little bit more accept it and like that is a real thing it's not fake just because it's not a visible thing it's, and, it's still there and just having you know they have numbers out there you can call to get help or whatever and that's great but what we need also are more beds for people that need more than just a doctor's visit or a talk on the phone like yes. if somebody goes no offense, but if they have some kind of big mental malady and they need respite in one of these mental hospitals or institutions, whatever you want to call them, there's only so many beds available. Yes. If you have 200 people and there's only 10 beds, guess what? 190 of them aren't getting seen. And you can bet your bottom ass that the 10 that do get seen oh, got money somewhere in the line. They're not coming from a homeless shelter. No, or... they're not. And that's a shame to me. That's just it. I just think we need to do a complete reevaluation of our mental system in the United States. I would have to agree with that. I know that's not really homeless, but to me it is. To me, it, they counteract each other. I do. I think it'll help aid. I, like I was saying earlier, I think it is a lot of it's not a one a one thing. No, no, I None agree of this with is you a there. One thing. I right. think it's where people try to find out well, what is that one thing we can do and we can like all of our energy exactly that's not going to help anything any of those problems you brought up is not going to be helped by one thing changing no we're going to need a lot of changes it might help across the board a little bit it'll be like a temporary fix to a permanent problem you need to help all places across the board yes there needs to be things out there not just hostels and not just counselors and not but everything in one needs to be there everything all together anyway that's my opinion for about the homeless uh, if you have something to say, please do say it. If you got some kind of idea on reform, whatever you think could help, give give us a shout out. Let us know. Yes, that was very interesting. That was a, a very serious topic for us to start. That was. That was a very serious. One of us had a serious thing to kind topic, of go into. I, wow. Just, I'm I'm very passionate about the whole mental and homeless being one in done no, being one almost in the same i know there's more to it don't get me wrong but no, i just I think, think it plays good light to shed on it yes it's a very very big part of it i believe well i didn't start out near series this week um i'm starting out with a class <laughs> on a of lighter note <laughs> yeah i'm starting out with a class of our own a chinese kindergarten principal was fired after welcoming students back to school with a pole dancing display <laughs> now you're yeah, probably thinking yeah. it's weird enough to start with now, to do a little backstory, Chinese culture is when they start school, they kind of go almost all year round. They have like little breaks. So this right. is like their couple week break going into this next semester. Mm-hmm. And when they start back, it's always, I think it's the first Monday in September. It's either the first or second Monday of September is when their new semester starts. That's like when they would grade up and all this kind of stuff. So it's a big thing for them. It's their new school year, the new 
teachers to everything. You know, that's when they move up. And they always start it with, like, a celebration and some kind of performances. Mm-hmm. They, they make it a very big thing as a welcome back. It's just, right. It's a very huge thing for them. And so it's not odd to have performances or anything like that. The odd part is the pole dancing <laughs> yes. segment of this. Also the fact that it was, like I said earlier, a kindergarten principal. So <laughs> all of these kids are aged three to six. Now, nice, nice. Yes, there was 500 children ages three to six and 100 parents there to watch this. Now, obviously, in this world of technology, phones were out immediately to start shooting video. Oh, yeah, yeah. What also, else do you know? a lot of people had videos at the ready anyway because they wanted to video the opening ceremony to the school year. And it was a skimpily dressed dancer spinning and leaning seductively on a flagpole from which the Chinese flag was flying. It was this giant courtyard, so it was all outside. I mean, there were videos all over added of her definitely dressed like a stripper, definitely pole dancing. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. Initially, when the parents first called and, you know, kind of posted these videos, the principal at the time was saying, like, the principal above her, the one that was above multiple schools, I guess it would be, like, our district person, uh, hung up when a parent called a complaint and said, and saying, it's good exercise. <laughs> so while it might be great exercise, I'm sure you have to be very fit to pole dance. I still sure. think it's appropriate, you know, first years of school. I was reading through some of the comments. The best comment to me, some guy said, pole dancing may become a future Olympic sport, but for three Four and five year olds, not cool. <laughs> Very yes, that is, yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure that there under. is interest in it, and I'm sure that there is some kind of beauty and exercise to it. However, <laughs> yeah, when you're talking six and under, I mean, we're uh, we're, we're getting a little too young, yeah, a little, a little young on that end, you know. Now, the schools have, the schools resumed. They didn't stop school by any means. However, things are moving back to normal under a new principal. She was ultimately fired when more and more politicians, uh, more and more people kind of was like, um, it's not just good exercise. That's wrong. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> the hell are you doing? Turns out they kind of changed their ways a little bit and fired her. But yeah, so I just, at that story, I was laughing and trying to figure out. Watching some videos, having a little chug, little flashback to last week there. Yeah. That, was that a Scottish chug? Yeah. <laughs> but I just that was, that's a good story. I don't care who you are. You know, a few parents requested a, a refund. No. And a few parents actually wanted to learn a new type of dance. And I also read that he put up flyers all around the school. About Did she really? yes, about I didn't even see this. All the flyers. Oh my god! Yes, so you could like sign up for classes and sign your children up, because you know every five-year-old needs to know how to do the swirl. It just. I did think know. it was funny that some parents wanted a refund, some parents wanted to learn a new type of dance. Uh, I mean, her ultimate ultimate explanation to this, the lady that did it, was she simply just said she she said she arranged the dance because of the dancer's excellent skills. I don't really care how good your skills are. Nah. You could be the best stripper in the world, and that's cool. Not, again, for six and under. Yeah, you know. I think that's where the uh, the red flag is going out. 
<laughs> the oh. Chinese flag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, if, uh, if y'all are, I know most of you are probably back in school. We have a lot of listeners in America, and I think almost all of schools in America are back in session now. However, if you ever, ever think about show and tell, uh, if you have wow. some form of, what are those called when you everybody does their what they're good at? And they oh show off, yes, um, and they go and it's such a basic live. word. I can't think. Yes, I know you were in one. Yes, I know I was. I won one with my band. We won one year. I can't even think what the hell they're called. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. See, and this is why I write a lot of stuff down, because what y'all don't realize, and maybe you do now that you've listened for 12 episodes, is I'm dumb as hell. No, you ain't. And I don't. <laughs> this is about, oh my gosh, what is it? Talent show. There you oh are. Oh my God, Thank a talent you. show. If you ever have a talent show, if you ever want to do show and tell, uh, anything like that, if you want to Try start strip the school dancing. year, if you want to end the school year, and you're dealing with elementary, well, you know what, just fuck it. If you're dealing with school, don't pole dance. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. That's my PSA for the week. Yeah. Don't pole dance at school. Good point. Good point. College. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a lot of Work people. Work your way through it. Work your way through it. Whatever. <laughs> you got bills to pay there, my dad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, Trev. I liked it. All right. Well, that was, that was a fun one. We'll start out before we get into our second stories, though. I do want to kick over into our package thoughts, yeah. which is where we pull something out of a package yeah, right here yeah. for the very first time in front of you. You get to listen to our overrated opinions, and we get to pretend like you give a shit, but we don't care because, in all honesty, we're just going to eat and tell you what we think, and meh, we get a free snack. Yeah. What do we have this week? This week, we have snappers, which are milk, chocolate... Crafted snacks. Yeah, it says caramel that. and pretzels. They're kind it of cool looking. They're sounds almost like a smaller take five. Yeah, yeah. They're crafted in Pittsburgh. Have been for a hundred years now. This company. Oh, all right. So we we're a little local this week. Yes, we're right yeah. in our own backyard. I'm surprised I've never heard of these. Then they come in three types. We got the milk chocolate to start with, but they also have heavy caramel. The milk chocolate and sea salt. Ooh, sea salt would be good too. I would try that one. Yeah, I would try the sea salt well, myself. Well, okay, I, I want to say that, but let me try these first. Yeah. As I found out the past, just because it might sound. Like, I mean, if this is good, I wouldn't mind trying the sea salt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we're gonna go with this. If it's good, well, I can't get one out of the bag. There we are. Oh, they're cute. They look like little stars. Yeah, they do. They almost remind you of turtles, like how turtles yes. like on the package like that. Hmm. Sorry, Anth, we're back to good snacks. <laughs> I liked it. They're chewy. The chocolate is delicious. Lots of caramel. Yes, they're definitely not shy on any of the ingredients. Mm-mm. Lots None of, of pretzel. power, but they're very good. Like, mine was a double-stacked pretzel with chocolate and caramel all tying it together. It was very good. Yeah, that was quite good. I must say, that was. That was really good. That, was, that would be a perfect little snack to see myself having a couple of mean... Really happy with that. Yeah. Four pieces of those are a serving, and that comes in at uh, 170 calories. Uh, I mean, so, you know, I think four is plenty snack. for a snack, actually. Oh, yeah. There's no way I think I can eat more than four, like, because they are kind of filling. They're, they're bulkier treats, but. I mean, no, still, that was good, though. Still a snack, I guess. It's not going to be super healthy, I don't think, <laughs> in any way. You can't make all that goodness low in calorie, too. No. You just can't. It's caramel, pretzels, and chocolate. Mm. Okay, that was good. We're yeah. back to being good. Another good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. 
All right, my second story. As we all know, September is National Suicide Month, so I thought I'd have a little story about suicide because um, it impacts everybody, whether you really know like a personal friend or close family member who has committed suicide. It, it really does impact everybody. Very much. I think this is a very apropos time as well, because not only is it National Suicide Month, the one week specifically they really harp on, even in the month of it, mm-hmm. is actually this week. It is the 10th to the 16th, so it's going to come out smack dab in the middle of the actual week for National Suicide Prevention. So that's awesome. For every person who commits suicide, statistics say that there are 280 people who have decided either not to or have attempted it and failed. So you think about that. That means for every one time you hear it, almost 300 other people have thought about it too. Or tried it. Or tried it. That's devastating. It's still taboo to talk about, even in the wake of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain or even uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. It's still Mac Miller yes. very recently, especially in Pittsburgh. It's a huge, huge thing. He's a Pittsburgh boy, so it's just okay. really kind of taboo to t- you don't go up to somebody and say, you know, hi, I felt like I was gonna commit suicide last week and how are you? You know what I mean? It's yeah. not something and it's it even if you have the best relationship, either parental or sibling, whatever, it's still not a subject you feel comfortable enough to talk to somebody about. And that's unfortunately where the problem lies. Too many people experience shame after a failed attempt or even thinking about it. So they just refuse to discuss it. They don't want to go and get help because that means you have to tell somebody what you did. You have to go through, well, this is how I felt. And you don't, you don't, you're, it's like you just want to, to be over. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm moving on until it happens again or until I think about it again, it's gone. And it's, unfortunately, it's not like that. No, I can test that firsthand, though. It is something I never brought up after right. anything that was done in my personal life. I never brought it up to anyone, no matter how close they were to me. And I honestly believe speaking about it is your first step to recovery, but it's just hard for people to speak out of. There are billions upon billions of dollars that help asthma and cancer and diabetes and etc. But just a pocket full of change is spent on suicide. So let that sink in because suicide is just as real, just as fatal and affects just as many people. Oh yeah. It's just a shame. If you happen to know somebody, anybody, it doesn't matter if it's a friend, a parent, a relative, whatever. If you think they're having any kind of issue, any kind of bad day or whatever it may be, do not, please, for the sake of them, do not be afraid to talk to them. Don't be afraid to go up and say, hey, you look like you could use a little help. You you need to talk to somebody. Is there something I can do? Just don't let it slip away. Think, well, maybe I could have done that or maybe I could have did this. 
because I am sure there are a lot of people in Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain or Robin Williams' life who wish they had taken that time to just say, hey, you know, you look a, a, a little different today. Let's talk. And I will tell you this coming firsthand from you. Be persistent. Yes. Don't give up. No. Because I will tell you the first couple of times anybody's ever asked me when I'm at my lowest of lows, my answer is going to be I'm fine. Oh, yeah. The people that have known the most about me and have learned the most and has gotten me out of some of these worst times are the people that were persistent and consistent, try, consistently trying Don't to peg at me and up. trying to – that didn't give up. And Don't I mean I, some people – now I will say kind of like we were talking about mental illness and some of ties in a little bit of what we were talking to earlier um, is how – it's starting to become less taboo over time. Mm-hmm. It is still a very touchy thing, not oh, out sure. near as noted as it should be. However, at least I will say over in, in the last little bit of time, it's finally starting to be out there a little bit more and people aren't as scared to talk about it. Uh, I mean, like, look at Logic has that amazing song out there about 1-800-273-8255, simply about the suicide hotline, you know, about his battle. And I understand that People think, oh, that doesn't do anything. All it is is a song. But you know what? At least he's trying. At least he's using Amen. his platform and what he has. What he has, and, I, and he people, is using it. People say, well, the platform can be used in money as well. He does donate a metric ton of money into these campaigns. He really does. And, you know, you don't have to like him or anything, but just little things like that. I think it's starting to get a little bit better. I think it's starting to, but it's, it has a long way to go. Oh, yes. I know there is a feature film coming out later this month called The S Word, mm-hmm. which is actually going to be a film about suicide. And it's, oh, I'm trying to think what they exactly talk about. I know I read a little bit about it, but I know it talks to people that have dealt with friends or family members they've lost, people that have tried and, you know, talked themselves out or whatever it may be. And I know it brings a lot of light into personal stories, which I think is. It's great to see that, you know, starting to make something out of there. Just, I just think don't, you should never, ever be afraid to ask somebody how they're feeling. Don't ever think, well, they're going to think I'm crazy if I'm asking a stranger or a co-worker or whatever. Hey, you, you know, how you doing? You're looking down. Don't be, man. You might be the only shoulder that they have at that moment in their life. So oh, yes. just just be the shoulder for them. Just listen, do what you can. And for those of you who truly, truly need some help, there is a suicide prevention hotline, 1-800-273-8255 in the United States. Please use it if you need it. Yes. And now, kind of on just a little bit of a flip side of it, uh, I want to bring up another issue that comes along with this. And it was one we kind of talked a little bit earlier about when it comes to mental health and money. Yes. Uh, it just happened today, maybe a couple hours ago I read this. I found it by accident. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this and it just felt very pertinent to what I knew one of your topics was this week. And that is this person I got a hospital bill. Now, this person was suicidal, got admitted into a hospital, had to stay for two days. Their hospital bill came out, came back at $2,983.50. And their quote was, we don't seek help 
because it's expensive to be mentally unwell. That's, and you wonder why people self-medicate. Mm-hmm. Because I can go out and get a $40 hit of heroin, or I can spend $3,000 to talk to doctors for two days. Yep. Do you understand the hypocrisy in all of that? No, and that's why I wanted to bring it because I, I saw that today and I was like, well, that's I a couldn't very leave, good point. I couldn't believe how pertinent it was because then I brought it into my own life. And this is one reason why nowadays I'm much more open to talk about certain mental illness I have. And it, it took years and years. And I know even you say yourself, you noticed it. I mean, many, many years before I ever went in. And something I noticed is like when I have to die, I, I take a medicine every day. Mm-hmm. Just one to help with depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Could you imagine this. trying to purchase that medicine if you were down on your luck or perhaps you were unemployed? Could you imagine trying well, to purchase that? This. I was without insurance for about a month when I swapped over jobs about two years ago. I was swapping from a job that I had for several years and I had insurance through. And before... While that ended before I got the next one, it was about a month and a half gap. In that month and a half, I'll tell you this, I didn't fill my prescription in. Exactly. Because I couldn't afford it. Exactly. That's like the first thing people do. Oh, can't afford the medicine. We might as well cut that out for a little bit. Because it's expensive. That's not including the cost of the doctors that's even with co-pays and Exactly. All. Getting into that and finding what it works. Because let me tell you, it's not the first doctor visit that you suddenly get this magic pill and it helps. By the way, that magic pill still not here even now that I have a medication that I take. It's, it's expensive. And if it's a controlled substance, you have to go back every, what is it, third prescription feel? Usually. It's usually to go back three. to your doctor Some and again difference. state how you're doing and how it's going before mm-hmm. he will refill it, which means yet another bill. Yep, which is one of the big reasons why I have not found my... Um, local doctor here yet is because I know both me and my wife are going to have to go to a doctor's visit so we can refill our prescriptions and get all of this set back up, but we haven't found a doctor yet. Part of the reason is because of money, because we are moving. Right. It's hard to try to pay for a doctor when you're moving and you're swapping and you're changing and everything. No, and it seems like the first thing people knock out is medicine. Yes, very much so. And I mean, this, I want to go on again, like you were saying. If you truly have any thought, any problems, if you know someone, be persistent. Get yes, help. Please talk to. Go ahead and talk to me personally. I I don't care if you message me. I promise, I will keep it all anonymous and all this. And I I, I want to be there to help. I I understand. Not only do I sympathize, I empathize with you. I I've been down many dark roads and and through this. And I know you have as well with your personal self as well. So I, th- I think that's another reason why I know we don't usually take on serious topics like this. And I know there's been a couple this week. But one of the reasons why I think this one is so special and we chose to even as a serious topic to keep this in because I know this is usually a comedy podcast more or less is because this is something that is personal to both of your hosts that you're listening to. This is something that's not only personal, this is something that has affected us. There are signs if you look I guarantee you that there are signs before that step is taken. And you I just let have you know, to look. Because I want to vocalize this as well. This year's kind of big thing they're doing for it for Suicide Prevention Month. The one big thing they're trying to do this year and get people to understand is it's called Take Five to Save Lives. That's their big kind of catch for this year that they're trying to 
push out as much as they can because it's something simple, it's catchy, and they want people to know that. What that means is take five to save lives, and that's saying that there's five, there's learning the signs, and there's five steps to preventing suicide, and that is learning the signs of suicide, doing your part to prevent suicide, practicing self-care, reaching out to those that are hurting, and spreading the word of suicide awareness. So those are just the five steps. I wanted to make sure that, that got out there because I know that's a big thing, and I want you all to know that as well, no matter whoever we can reach. Remember, take five to save lives. Uh, because suicide does affect everyone, even after the fact. Because, I mean, I can tell you right now, I've had uh, several friends that I knew in high school that have committed suicide, and even the ones that I weren't, wasn't super close to necessarily and didn't hang out with a lot, but knowing that I was, you know, had, it was, was in the same area as them, and, you know, we had similar friends and all, and I see how it affects them, and it affects me. Right. And I'm not saying that is a bad on you. I, believe me, I get the thoughts, but I'm just saying, like, it affects so much, and there's signs out there, like you said, if you look yes. hard enough, and it's hard to see them sometimes as well. I know that. Don't ignore them. Don't put it up to, well, I think he's okay. Don't don't do that to yourself, and don't do that to the person. Yes, so that is a very big thing. I, again, I know this is very serious for what we usually go on. It is, but I thought with the month this, and all, it was very pertinent. I think this is very, pertinent. very pertinent thing. I think it's something extremely close to me, and I don't want to speak for you, but I believe it's very close to extremely you as well. Extremely close. Extremely. So this is something we both battle. This is something we have lost friends to. Sure. This is something that is big out there that needs to be spreading that the the word of suicide awareness and not yes. making it such a taboo word and it's oh it's that s word that no one talks about it's okay to talk about there's even a stigma to the family after a member yes. commits suicide yes. which is a shame yes it is oh i don't know what to say to them their child committed suicide how do you help somebody grieve so they just stay away instead mm-hmm. and that's not I, right no i could tell you right now uh, I'm also a strong supporter in uh, VERN, which is Veterans Experiencing Reoccurring Nightmares. And where that comes from is due to a family that I was very close to when I lived in Missouri. Uh, their father and their husband, who was a prior military person, medically discharged from mental illness, uh, ended up committing suicide and left behind four amazing children that I got to help out with in youth groups, uh, an amazing wife that is a good friend to me. And, I mean, that was a very hard time, but I know one of the things that she will tell you thank you the most for, and the kids as well actually have said this as well, is simply the, everybody that was there. Not necessarily talking. They didn't need to be talked to. They didn't want to talk. No. But they just wanted someone there, and that's the number one thing Instead I think I've of heard them talk about since then because they've done a great job about not only trying to move past it, it's very hard because it's coming up on an anniversary here in a couple of months. Right. And... It was one of the biggest things they talk about now is the biggest help to us was people that were just simply there. Exactly. People that were simply there it for them after to, it happened. Right. Not to talk, not to, just to go over and bring them dinner or yeah. just to sit just say down hi. and have a coffee. Just say hi, how you doing? Yeah. Just to let them talk and live through life. And I mean, I remember, right. I still remember the day clearly because I was with two of the oldest kids when it, when it happened. I remember getting the news the next day and it's just, it's an all around shame. It affects so much and just, please don't, don't think of it as a taboo thing anymore. No. And that's something very hard. And, and I, I know very well because I thought it was a taboo thing for a long, long time. And so I got to talk to an amazing, amazing doctor that I love and thank very, very much for helping me out. Uh, and kind of showing me that, you know, it wasn't a taboo thing, so to speak. Don't think saying nothing 
is better than saying the wrong thing. Yes, you are way better trying to say the wrong thing and saying something. Right. So you can try. Uh, and before we, I go into my next story, will you go ahead and just say that number one more time for yes. us? Yes. So if you do have a, it's any, the suicide any prevention. Or if you want to give this to a friend, just make sure, know this number is out there. It is an extremely helpful number, and they do an amazing thing on the suicide prevention hotline. Yes. 1-800-273-8255. So, yeah, that is Please all of our U.S. don't that be afraid call, to call. No matter where, what phone you call from, that is a 1-800 number that is completely free to you. Don't be afraid to dial. Even if you think you know somebody who might be suffering, dial that number. They'll tell you what you can do, how you yes. can tell. They'll tell you the signs. Do what you can. Be proactive. Please, please, please be proactive about this. We're losing too many wonderful people. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done now. You can get on to your last story. <laughs> Huh. All right, well, uh, going on to my second story, uh, I don't know how, uh, there's not a really good transition from that. So, there so just serious. isn't, I'm and sorry. Then back to my comedian no. side, and it's just, wow. There really isn't. <laughs> so we're just going to let that take its own special segment. And I'm going to go over my second story, which is on much more of a comedic side, but still has an opinion to it. Um, uh, I'll take one grandson, please. This is about a wealthy British company. Or British company, my gosh. This is about a wealthy British couple who saved their son's sperm after he died in a motorcycle crash to create a quote-unquote designer grandson as heir to their because they are to their fortune. They have great money. They had only one son, so uh, when this son died in a motorcycle crash, which by the way was also kind of controversial because he didn't his body remained un unfound for two days. Yeah. It was two days before they realized that or that people had found his body and that he had died from a motorcycle crash, which I know you're thinking now, how did you save his sperm? Apparently you have a 72-hour window after you're dead for your sperm to still be alive. Yeah. Fun little sperm fact. If so <laughs> hey, good. if you want to save somebody's <laughs> sperm, now you know. Obviously in the UK, there are strict laws against this because they don't have written permission of the sun. Right. And without that written permission of the sun, the UK does not care anything about what your solid story is. Mm -mm. It is now, bye bye don't care, you can't do it. So they actually went to the US, yes. where there's a little more loopholes that you can get through to find certain people that will help you out in certain ways. And they did it through IFV, so in vitro fertilization, and had a surrogate purse, uh, mother carry the kid. And then they used, which I didn't know was a a thing that you could use called sex selection where the dog mm -hmm. will actually kind of pick and choose like different genes and sperms that are and they had like specific things they wanted they wanted it had to be a boy they wanted a grandson not a granddaughter yeah because it had to inherit the right their wealth which has to be a son apparently to them they wanted particular physical looks that were you know like Blonde hair and such is what they wanted. They wanted a particular intellect, and they wanted a well-educated woman. The the eggs had to be from a well-educated woman, as if that somehow has bearing on your eggs. But I'm. But to me, this is this is going a step too far. Well, and that's where the legal experts are trying to say that the grandparents may have committed a criminal act. 
because there was no written permission from the sun and just so many weird things and circumstances surrounding this. That's a, a you know a big talk of was it legal? Was it illegal? You know, do they do they commit commit a criminal act that they need to be punished for? Like, or how do you go about it? Even like, so, there's just so many things about this. Just uh, as a, a an update, the child is what now three three, and doing fine. They say. Yep, the grandson is three three years old now. Right. He is perfectly healthy, and he lives with his grandparents in the UK. Right. I just think. Going and picking out your child is just a horrible, horrible road to travel down. I think it's definitely weird as fuck to not only... Got like a checklist. I will take a female. I like uh, long blonde hair. It No, that's, that's freaky shit. Also, I'm going to say this. God forbid anything ever happens to me before I have a child... Please, please, for the love of God, don't take my sperm from me to create your own fucking kid. Yo, I really wanted a grandkid. I'm an only child. I'm sorry. If something happens to me, you don't get a grandkid. My apologies. Please don't take my sperm from my dead body. And I go create a designer grandchild. No, I would never. I would <laughs> never. Because I think weird. that's just wrong on so many levels. That is. It's weird. I think morally that's just Ethically, yes. it's just morally, not ethically, normal. it's just not right. Ugh. You just have like this it's checklist. So yes, it is so weird. I'd like a. That is some weird ass shit. Yes. When you have a checklist of what you want in a child. I didn't know that that was like a, a thing that you could make. Like you could pay someone to do. Like I want sex selection. I want this. I want them to be smart. I want them to have bronze. The yes. Fuck? I would like blonde hair, narrow eyes. No unibrow, please. <laughs> I just I want to have one little stash above this thing right from birth. It's remarkable the lengths that some people will go to. And I I see just so many things wrong. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, many things. Is, I had to read this story twice before I even realized it. That is what they were saying. I'm like, this is so fucked up. This can't be it. No, no, that is definitely what the story is. And I looked at another spot. I'm like, no, no, this is definitely a real thing. It's for real. It happened. Strange. Very, very strange. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Let's go on after those stories, both serious and retarded and funny, all at the same time. We we hit a little trifecta there. Yeah, we kind of did. Okay. So, we're on to last clip. My last clip for today is Frisky Flipper. <laughs> this one's I awesome. I have so many wrong <laughs> okay, comments to make just with that title <sighs> that I feel like I could lose my podcast <laughs> if I just continue going. So I'm just Frisky keep... Flipper. Oh, you got to stop saying that. I'm going <laughs> to... There's going to be so though. much that happens with me. <laughs> A coastal village in France has banned swimming in the waters there due to over-friendly mammal. An over-friendly mammal. Yes, I do mean over-friendly. A young male dolphin they have since named Zafar is getting frisky with boats and swimmers. They had the perfect... Ability to name this dolphin 
Doctors J-Lo. European <laughs> J-Lo. I'm just... And instead they go so far. They could have named him Hugh. Yes. Go for Hugh Hefner. Like, you had so many great names. Making videos. You just... Ne- okay, anyway... One I lady. Videos. Like, I think you're, that's that's a site that I don't want to go. That's back to your black web shit there. Dark <laughs> web, sorry. One lady who was swimming out in these waters had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. I made a woman that night. Because apparently Zafar had become enamored with her and wouldn't let her go. And, uh, well, you know. Uh, so the Coast Guard had to come out and save her from this very frisky dolphin. That is the most embarrassing story ever. <laughs> that you had to get the Coast Guard called to help you because you were getting nailed by a dolphin. Could you imagine the Coast Guard when they went home that night? You are never going to believe this, honey. Never. Oh Scientists goodness. think... That he is just lonely as he's the only dolphin that is in these waters that they have spotted. So, and so since, what does she do? <laughs> since there are no other females there. Anyway, so I was doing the fins and you couldn't see it, but it was great. It's great no. for audio podcasts, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> an audio podcast, you are nailing it. What the scientists are trying to do is to get so far to swim somewhere else to <laughs> where could you pick another town god damn it they're going you're too cute to kill but get the fuck out of here <laughs> they want him to go find a more dolphin populated place so that he quits well maybe he doesn't trying to get it identify as a dolphin maybe he's not into <laughs> other dolphins and dolphin love he identifies as a merman okay. he identifies as a human and he wants to bang that chick and the Coast Guard came and he thought they were just the video people. Somebody to make a would porno. pay if you videotape that <laughs> dolphin and the lady. I'm just saying, there's people out there that would pay good money for that. Oh my God, because that's got to be unique too. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that can oh, be yeah. a common occurrence. I'm sure well, that lady is somewhere in hiding, but nonetheless, the dolphin crying, had a good time. Likely. So, and that's all that really counts. They didn't say if he smoked afterwards or not, but since he was over in France, I'm like, that's good. I just had this perfect, like, animated <laughs> dolphin just sitting up against the brick wall of the cereal. Woo! That was, that a, really was a good one. one. Woo! He tried to make it with a kayak before that, and they didn't take it seriously, but I guess when you try to make it with the inanimate object, it's just, all right. Oh, my goodness. That is... Uh, this is a good story. I don't care who you are. So. That was odd. That is probably one of my favorite stories we've done so far. That was amazing. That's better than a rogue hippo. A frisky <laughs> yeah. dolphin. That's, that's better than a rogue. You are correct. That is better than a rogue murderous hippo. It is nothing like a frisky and fucking <laughs> dolphin. Uh, for my last clip of the day, it is next up on the bankrupt list. Chopping block. You have been chopped. In 2018, Toys R Us left the playground. Bonton has gone bye-bye. These retailers could easily be the next. And here's their percentages of, possi- of possibly going bankrupt and why. Now, all of these ones that I'm going to bring up, these the percentages of them going bankrupt is not overall. It's just it happening in 2019. Right. These are businesses that could very well go bankrupt in 2019 if things don't change drastically. Uh, first up on the list is J.C. Penny. Yeah. They have high as fifty percent. 
James Cash Penny. Which all but one of these I'm going to mention to you all have as high of a 50, as a 50% chance of going bankrupt next year. So all the ones but the but one I'm going to mention all have basically a 50-50 shot of either making it or breaking it in 2019. I think Penny's is down. Go ahead. The One of the big problems with JCPenney is they don't sell premium items. However, they also don't have the lowest prices. Nope. So they're kind of caught in a bad middle ground there. They don't sell the highest quality and they don't have the lowest costs. Nope. Oh, that's right. In a couple years ago, if you remember, they done away with their coupons trying to go for an everyday low price strategy, which is still not the everyday low price. And all they did was anger their last couple customers with no coupons anymore. Yep. And with malls going in the direction that they are going, things are not looking good for JCPenney, which is kind of sad in a way because it's such a household name. Everybody knows the JCPenney catalogs and has been to a JCPenney. Some people in the mall has walked through Mm -hmm. either to enter into the mall or one walked around. So, yeah. Thumbs down. Another one, Neiman Marcus, which you mentioned you thought that they were already already out. out. Yeah. They also, like I said, have up to a 50% chance. Initially, they were able to fend off that threat of bankruptcy that first hit, uh, but even upscale shopper habits, shoppers' habits have evolved. And while they have invested in the e-commerce trade, so they're trying to go internet and continue with the trend that their shoppers have because they were able to fend off first. They're trying to see a way to I go I have to give them it. a thumbs down too. They're so doggone expensive. The problem is, even with all of this change they're doing. Their debt has been accruing and is getting higher and higher, so they're starting to have trouble holding their head above water. Even as they're making the changes, it might be a little too late. I agree. Thumbs down for Neiman Marcus. This next one probably won't surprise many people, sadly. It's another sad one, I think, because it's such a household name, is Sears. Yeah. Also sitting at about a 50-50 shot. Thumbs down. Ever since the merge of... Sears Holdings and Kmart, uh, the stocks have been dropping. Yep. Uh, Kmart's, as we all know, have been closing left and right. Yes. Sears have been closing also, not quite as drastically as Kmart's, but also closing quite a bit. And they had a, a great hedge fund from their CEO before all this. But unfortunately, in the last little bit, uh, that hedge fund is really starting to run out. So they're starting to think that there's no, there ain't no money left just to keep them sailing and this shit don't change. Like there's no more savings. Uh, J. Crew is another one that 50-50. Uh, the rapid expansion from catalogs to stores in the 90s and early 2000s uh, kind of was started to be a good thing, but then they decided to go upscale at the same time. And that caused money loss every single year since then. So they haven't had a, a year without any kind of money loss since they made stores and went solely from catalogs into stores. And now that was a total of $125 million they lost just in that. Uh, now they're carrying about Too $2 expensive billion. to shop at. Now they're carrying about $2 billion, $2 billion in debt. So wow. they're, they're really struggling now. GNC. Yeah, I heard about I would That one surprised me. They say the big thing is like, Amazon is coming out. You can buy your vitamins and all on Amazon. There's other stores similar to GNC out there. Vitamin World or something. Exactly. And the big problem with GNC is because they have just all the brands are just mixed. They have no brand loyalty to them. Mm, No one is GNC loyal and is like, oh, I I have to get my muscle milk at GNC. Yes, they have no brand loyalty, and that's really hurting them with you being able to get these vitamins and supplements 
and so many other places. Right. And even shutting all their stores down for a day that they did last year. For one day last year, they shut down every GNC store, closed for the entire day, and did nothing but an overhaul on and a little bit of a facelift, and they overhauled all their prices, and it hasn't helped muscle it up at all. No pun. Okay, maybe a little bit. Well, little bit. Uh, another one that is struggling is the 99 cent only stores, which I personally thought were already out. I thought they were as well. The Mars, I thought 99 cent stores were already out, and I remember these. They used to be mostly in malls and all. I thought they went out a few years ago, actually. Dollar stores tend to be recession proof, uh, but they're not a foolproof business model, as evident by the 99 cent only stores. Yes. <laughs> and the reason being is because you have these other chains like Dollar General and Dollar Tree and even Walmart has their dollar sections and it's just simply clobbering the store because they cannot keep up. They don't have the products, they don't have the quality, they don't have any food and I mean these stores all have food now and so they're just, they're really struggling with simple of the competition. Like that is what's killing them the most is they had a a business that was okay but they're just, their structure is is fucked. It's not to the same level as all the other ones now this last one i'm going to mention is not at a 50 50 shot this one has less than a 10 percent chance but it is still up there enough to talk about that if something doesn't change eh, they're, they're going good. down that path this perhaps is one of the ones that, yeah it's almost not definitely not going to happen in 2019 but if they don't change eh, 2020 2022 we might be looking a little bit of trouble and that's p1 imports this one surprised me they're at a nine percent decline in sales right now uh, and then their credit rating recently got downgraded a level, which is also hurting them. Another big thing that hurts P1 imports that is more specific to them is the Trump administration is putting all these tariffs on there. Yeah, I didn't think and about almost that. all of P1 import stuff comes from China. Yeah. So that's something that isn't really hurting these other brands because they have a lot of everything. This one is pretty specific to them because... They do so much right. business with importing from China, and these new higher tariffs are going to cause either their prices to go up or they're going to continue to decline. Mm-hmm. They're just caught in a whole another cycle that they don't have to worry about on top of their I credit rating getting downgraded and on top of their decline that's already happening. This is just kind of piling on, which is why I said I don't think it will happen next year. But if something doesn't fix with their other two things, I think that might be the nail in the coffin there, too, with that extra tariffs might just be that final nail that they can't come back from. I looked up a few, and I just have a few honorable mentions. These are not 50-50. These are just companies that have uh, filed for bankruptcy and could be going down, down, down. The first one I found a little surprising was Claire's. You know, the earring place in the malls? Oh, yes, very much. We actually, me and my wife just went to Claire's recently because she went and watched uh, some of her cousin's kids for a couple days. And we went and got them gifts because that's our favorite store in the world. And my niece loves it If you get them anything from Claire's, they'll be happy. So we were like, sold. We're already in the mall. Let's stop in and find something to get them. They have filed for bankruptcy and are closing stores in the hopes of saving what they can. Payless shoe stores. Really? Payless? Payless shoe stores. That surprises me because I love Payless. Yes, they're closing. Also, they filed bankruptcy, closing a number of stores, hoping to salvage something out of it. Wow, that one shocks me a ton. Applebee's? I thought that one might I actually just heard, and I was looking up these businesses here, I was actually reading something about, because Applebee's and IHOP are sister companies. Right. 
and they said that both are struggling right now yes. because they try to hit the millennial diners and mm-hmm. they're just not hitting it. They're too not cheap making the for mark. the old people, but too expensive for the young people. Right. And they're stuck in this weird gray zone. And I heard that even with like the whole branding thing with IHOP that obviously we went into great detail over, um, that that's not even helping that they're still actually closing Still however going. i heard they're opening new stores as well this year like they're closing yes i would say i think they're, they're closing they're 200 closing. restaurants but they're trying to open 31 more yeah, in other like, places and most of those are going to be overseas right and i think ihop is closing like a hundred or 120 and opening like 80 still mostly in the u.s like kind of relocating right. so i do see it there hurting but they seem to be doing a lot of reconstruction work that might save them both Albies and i have for that matter a, a company i thought had already gone out old country buffet oh yes they're still that. in there they just i guess out of this area oh i didn't know they were up in this area I oh they yes were just down the they're, southeast to me they were delicious oh yeah i loved them but they're filed for bankruptcy gonna close stores uh blackberry of course uh, Jimboree, which was a kid's clothing place, oh, usually okay. found in malls. Yes. Yes. I can't believe that about them because, no offense, kid clothing stores are just too expensive. Oh, and yes. Kind of like Blackberry, unfortunately, the technology is just so beyond it Blackberry now. It right, yeah. <laughs> they were not able to keep up. They were great, but they were a, a spark. <laughs> Rue 21. Oh, wow. I, I thought that was them. relatively new, to be honest. I didn't know about I don't new, know. I thought they were doing well. No, they have also filed and are going to close stores. Oh, Nine wow. West, the shoe place. Okay. But if you've ever been in there, the shoes can be pricey. So Again, I had, I could see that one kind of like the Jim and Lee and all. Right. Quiznos Subs. Oh, I love Quiznos. Yeah, Quiznos. I haven't been to a Quiznos in forever, so I actually, I guess I kind of seen that coming because yeah. I haven't seen them No, they've been hard to find lately. They are hard to find. Like, I haven't been to a Quiznos in forever because I don't know where they are anymore. Yes. This one surprised me. Harley Davidson. I kid no you not. Way. Yes. But that, they're still huge. That's what I was like. What? They just did a big anniversary and all. Because this new age doesn't want to ride motorcycles anymore. It's a thing of the past is what they're saying. Motorcycle riding? Mm-hmm. They're saying motorcycle riding is a thing of the past and they're just not selling anymore. Wow. Okay, I find that funny because... Granted, I, I guess none of them own Harleys. However, I have several friends that are all my age, so between 20 and 30. And when I say several, I mean all but, like, one of my closest friends. Uh, had I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of at least six people that I was close to in Missouri that all own a motorcycle and rode. That one surprised me. And another one that really surprised me, Campbell's Soup. What's wrong with Campbell's Soup? There are so many other soups out there now whereas campbell never had to compete before they were the first condensed soup now everybody and their mama has soups out they realize how easy it is to preserve them Uh uh-huh i'm I'm just surprised that's still hurting them they're not just still like the the father of it you know so to speak like oh yeah all of you might be doing good and bad in different areas but it's campbell well that really shocks the fuck out of me i i was totally surprised about campbell's and harley davidson i was like say what I'm, I'm surprised about I'm surprised about Payless still, too. I really am. Payless shocks That one, in. not as much. And Rue 21 does and doesn't. Like, I, I, I'm not shocked by the fact of what kind of store they are. Those are the stores that are hurting the most. But I am surprised because I always assumed out of all the stores out there, 
that Route 21 was always seemed to be the one that was doing the best. Every so time I've ever been me. in a Route 21, which has always been for my my niece, my one niece used to love that store, so I'd go in there for her. But every time I was in there, they were crowded and packed. Yeah, that's why I said, like, that was why, because it seemed like that was the one that was doing good out of them every time I seen them. Just surprising. There's some surprising names, and there's some surprising names. Yes, most I definitely. Realize, like, GNC and Pure One. Yes. And, I mean, I, I didn't know about Sears and, and JC Penny, but well. I had no idea like, about realize, GNC. Yeah, I didn't realize how prevalent it was. Like, I, a lot of the companies that I named off I knew were having hardships, but I didn't realize just how big of a hardship that they were having to where their percentage was so high, and just like, like, this is seriously, you're looking at the future right now. Yep. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. Well, that was a... We had a lot of... Serious ups and downs in that episode, yes, babe. Yes, we did. That was a really roller-coaster <laughs> emotional I'm episode. I'm telling you. The teenage, it's 12. That's why we were a preteen There brothers. you we, go. Holy shit. <laughs> well, there we go. We just were a middle school girl for an episode. I'm telling you. We were the regular teenage angst. We were happy. Those. We were sad. We were mad. We were what? Oh, well, that was crazy. That was. That was a weird-ass <laughs> we we episode. Had good, we had good food in it. Yeah, there you go. That's snack. what counts. There was that. There you go Being right good there. Snack. Good snappers, man. <laughs> Thank Ooh. you so much for listening. And yes. I, I mean, I hope you, you still had times to laugh in this one. I know. Oh, yes. I, guess I know there were some serious moments in it this week. And I promise that we are... We'll get back into our, our laughing and all next week and even more comical. Oh, yeah. some We had some good, good last clips and that were still, fun. Come on. And I, I try to make sure we balance it out. We still have some, some great Frisky funny. Frisky I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. That, that dolphin needs to go get with the pole dancing kindergarten. There you I think go. They can make a video that would sell oh my better gosh, than, yes. than ever. I wouldn't recommend it for three, four, six-year-olds. But, hey, whatever. But five-year-olds are okay because you just skipped well, Oh, I skipped then. right over. Well, kindergarten's fine. They're learning. Three, four, six. No. Five. You yeah, can make a fine. cute song to go along with it. <laughs> it's like the new Mama Shark, but it's... <laughs> this is how you make baby dolphin Rub-a-dub-dub on flipper. I'm just saying, we could have some good stuff. Go ahead. Find us on Facebook if you are still paying attention at this point. God bless your soul. Find us on Facebook, Relative Reaction. Load us up on Twitter under the same name. Uh, email us, relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. Make sure you go ahead and yes. subscribe to us on Podbean or wherever you listen, Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. At. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. That does help us more than, more than words can ever say. And... I think that pretty well that does it. Thank you again. Thanks for being here. Love y'all. I had a blast. Oh yes, good stuff. I can't wait until we hit lucky thirteen next week. More Uh, kinfolk news coming out. I promise. Oh yes, there's definitely a lot of work. There's a lot of cool things. There is. There's some cool stuff coming up. I got some cool news this last week that I'm going to try to work in uh, to some future podcast with. Keep riding the train, baby. Thank you so much for all the support we've gotten so far. Yes, so thank you. so early and we're so young in this business and right. appreciate the support. Keep sharing us. Yes. Share the fuck out of us. Amen. Please. Amen. <laughs> if you have anything, share, share it. it like you're a horny dolphin who just found a swimmer. Come there on. Yes. If you, if you start being a Walmart reader, stand outside your local Walmart and share the hell. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Uh, remember, uh, as always, I mean, I just came back to the vest today. Thankfully, clean bill of health for the cat. Uh, we're huge, huge Yay, animal Gigi. lovers. 
spay and neuter your pets, help control the animal population. Yeah. Uh, and um, you might want to also do that with some of your relatives. A lot well. of them. Yeah, there's, there's dolphins a of that. too, maybe. 